Welcome to a new episode of Start Inspired with your host, Samantha March, a podcast designed to give you a dose of inspiration and motivation, helping you start inspired and stay inspired. Let's get into today's topic. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Start Inspired. It is your host, Samantha March. I'm so excited to be back with a new episode this week, and it's going to be kind of a part two from last week's episode, which I was talking about failure and how I lost a business a few years ago. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I think it'll really help you understand what I'm going to talk about this week. So highly recommend going back, but kind of a cliff notes version of it was that I started my own publishing company in my early twenties. After I had published my first book, I had been working for a couple years in the industry as a blogger, as a freelancer, uh, really getting into the marketing side of the book industry, especially for indie or independent authors, those who didn't go through a, a publishing house. And I started my own independent publishing company. And I worked with multiple authors. We had several different books out there. And I very suddenly lost the business because of an error my accountant made on our taxes one year and was getting very threatening letters from the IRS saying that myself and my husband were going to jail because of tax evasion and just all this really scary stuff, especially as a young 20-year-old <laughs> not really knowing what's going on. It was, I mean, I still, I mean, and it's what we're going to talk about this week, but I still have a fear of that. I can still very vividly remember that time because it was so scary for me. So that was last week's episode. I obviously go into a lot more, uh, a lot more detail about that time, about building the publishing company and working with the authors and then what happened and going into detail about the IRS and, and finding a resolution to it. But kind of what I wanted to touch on this week is what did I learn from that whole situation? What did I learn about going from going through such a tough failure like that and kind of a very public one. I'm definitely in the social media space more these past few years. But even when I was going through that situation, I was still in social media. I had a lot of people following along my journey. And so to have to one day come out and say I had to close my publishing company and really when we were still having this ongoing battle with the IRS and the accountant, I couldn't really say anything of what was going on and I didn't really know what was going to happen. So I was getting messages from people kind of speculating what was going on and I just felt like a huge failure. I, I had lost my business. I lost something that I worked so hard on and put so much of my own money into so much of my time and energy I mean, I started the publishing company when I was still working a full-time job, still publishing my own books, running a book blog. And so to lose it was just such a hard thing for me. I talked about last week about how once I did have to let go of the company, how it obviously opened up more time for me. Uh, I was able to try new things. I was able to really give YouTube uh, a, a very big push 
and put out more videos and be more engaging with my audience and subscribers. And that definitely really changed my career path for me. I don't think I would have thought at the time going through everything with my publishing company, Marching Inc. and the IRS and trying to get everything figured out. I don't think that I would have thought just a few years later I would be, you know, I I just published my eighth novel and it's been very successful, which is so exciting to me. And my YouTube channel is doing well. I've had crazy, amazing sponsorship opportunities and collaborations with brands, which is which has been so exciting. And it's because I was really able to put a lot into my YouTube channel and focusing on a social media career and really building as an influencer. You know, I've been an influencer since 2009 when I first kicked off blogging, kind of the first generation bloggers that I talked about in my podcast interview with Jamie from Glam Lante, who also started blogging back back in the day when it was first becoming very popular. Uh, but because I was able to put so much more time and energy and focus into that career, I've really been able to build it up. So yes, I, I do take my publishing company no longer being around as a failure, but I had to pivot. <laughs> I had to find a new opportunity and a new career path. And I also touched on last week how I feel like I'm kind of failing right now in a few different avenues but it's making me once again have to pivot and find, I mean, again, just find find new opportunities out there, find a new path for me. I'm someone who is a creative person. I've always wanted to be my own boss. So when something isn't working out or something needs to shift, I'm okay to go along with it and see where the new path is, especially because my career has been in social media, especially Social media is always changing. So when I started blogging in 2009, blogging was becoming a pretty big thing. I was hearing more and more about blogs. I was going on to blogs, but you know, blogging wasn't a thing when I was a senior in high school. I have an intern helping me out these days. And I mean, I would never intern for a social media influencer when I was a senior in high school because that wasn't a thing yet. So I started into into blogging, but then when YouTube started to get really big and the video started to get really big, then I had to shift my focus to YouTube. And now, yes, YouTube is really big, but YouTube is also going through some very strange things right now and almost kind of making it really difficult for a lot of creators to continue to do what they want to do and what they love. It's becoming more difficult for subscribers to find the channels that they love, which is very sad. And new opportunities and new avenues are popping up all over the place. I mean, it's why I started this podcast too, was to be able to still talk about what I wanted to talk about without having to be as censored on YouTube and without having to play the algorithm game, which is not a fun one. So as social media grows, technology grows, and where the next big thing is, that's kind of what I have to do. That's how I have to grow because that's where my audience is going to continue going where they're going to continue going, and I have to go with them. If I was still only blogging like I was in 2009, I would not be as successful as I am right now. I would not have the career that I have right now if I refused to change with the times. We're going to evolve and we're going to find new ways to connect with one another. Again, as technology grows and we find more ways to do just that, I have to be 
ready to evolve right along with them. So that's, you know, another reason why this, why this podcast came about. But uh, like I mentioned, once I lost my publishing company and had more time open up for me, I focused on YouTube. But one thing that I feel like I keep using the F word on, which is failure, is losing my company wasn't a direct result of something that I did. I hired someone to take care of my finances and something went wrong there. That's not a new thing that happens. Some people simply make a mistake, like what happened in my case. Some people, you know, embezzle money from their employers or their clients. That's, again, unfortunately, that's not a new thing and it does happen. Uh, But one reason that I keep coming back to saying failure is because I never tried again. And that makes me really sad with myself. That makes me really disappointed in myself. I never tried again to restart my publishing company. I was too afraid. And I was afraid to fail again. And I think back on that time, as I sit here years later and reflect back on it, of what what could I have done? And, you know, I still own the LLC before I started Marching Inc. and publishing my own books and then even publishing other author books. I filed for an LLC in my state for business purposes and just tried to take all of the right avenues. I'm someone who's very play by the rules. I'm someone who, who, who follows that. So that was another reason why when the IRS was coming after me, I was like, I'm so confused. I I follow everything to a T. I've been paying estimate taxes even before I quit my traditional job that gave me a W-2. Like, I know that there's people out there doing bad things in the world and I'm the one that's getting looked at. It, it, you know, it's one of those things that just makes you so frustrated because I knew who I was and I knew that I hadn't done anything wrong. So it was definitely very frustrating. But I think back and think, couldn't I have started again? couldn't I have tried again? And maybe I couldn't with the authors that I already previously had on my roster because, you know, it was hard enough making contracts to revert the rights to them. Then they were going to revert the rights back to me. They've already had new covers. They already had to pay for, you know, to reformat everything and to republish everything. It wouldn't have been fair of me to go to them to say, never mind, we got it figured out. I'm all clear. It's all good. Let's just start again. I just don't think that would have been a very fair thing for me to do. But I, again, going back to I was afraid to fail again, but I was really afraid of what other people would think of me if I was like, oh, you know, I'm coming back with a new publishing company, Marching Inc. 2.0. You know, what authors want to sign with me? I mean, it would only take them a few minutes to Google around to see that Marching Inc. had to close for a while. All of those all of those titles got republished under the authors themselves this time. Who would want to work with me? I thought, again, of putting my money and my time into into something like that. I never took out a business loan with my publishing company. I put everything into it myself. 
I was the editor and the proofreader. I hired out the cover design. I hired out the formatting. I did all of the marketing with the authors, but I never took out a business loan. I didn't, I was already in debt with student loans and credit cards. I didn't want to add bank loans on top of my debt. So I just put it all on myself. I'd work till two o'clock in the morning. I'd get up at five o'clock in the morning and start again to try to fit everything in that I had to do. And I was going on a course of burnout for sure. I'm thinking, do I really want to start that over? Because I thought if I'm going to do this again, I'm going to need to have help this time. I'm going to need to either have an assistant. I'm going to need to have an employee. Maybe I will have to take out a business loan, but I'm going to need some sort of help if I do start this again. And what scared me and what continues to scare me about having big dreams is that I'm scared of the IRS, first of all. I feel like I already have a red flag on my account that if anything odd should happen with my finances as I do my tax return, it's going to be like, well, she already has a strike against her. Let's look closer at her. So when it comes to something like having an employee and paying them and the taxes, I'm so afraid that I'm not going to be able to hire a person who is able to successfully help me without making such a big mistake again. So that held me back. So that was one of the reasons I held back. I was afraid to fail again. I was afraid what other people would think of me. And I was afraid I wouldn't be able to take it on myself, but that I wouldn't be able to hire a team around me. So I decided the best thing to do was just to not start again. And truly, it does make me disappointed in myself that I didn't work harder or ask more questions or just try, but instead I decided to go kind of quiet on the book side of things, still promote my book blog and still promote my own books, but not quite as active in the book community that I'd been in for so long. Because again, I was uh, I was fearful of what other people were thinking of me. And that's such a bummer. <laughs> it's truly such a bummer that I thought that way. Because I think a lot of people would have wanted to support me and see me through that hard time. But I had this, this fear of what others were possibly thinking or saying about me or type. I mean, now the big thing these days, at least in the beauty community is like the Reddit threads and the people gossiping about you. I've never seen that in the book community myself, to be honest, but I I mean, and this podcast is based on inspiring and finding inspiration And one thing that I've noticed over the past several months here is that there's a lot of people that I watch online that have failed and have chosen to overcome those failures and to try again. And I'm incredibly inspired by that. I look at their stories. I follow their journeys. I watch their videos. I see their companies. And I get get more inspired by someone And I have more respect for someone that I see fail and either lose a business or put out a terrible product or whatever it may be and really go through a hard time publicly. That is a very hard thing to do 
to everyone who has not had to go through something like that in such a public forum, you might not know what it feels like to have that happen. Again, when I lost Marching Inc., my social scale was a lot smaller than it is now. And so when I'm looking at some of these, and I'm referencing YouTubers in particular, but when I'm looking at some of these YouTubers and seeing the scrutiny and the bullying and the harassment that they went through and they were still able to overcome that, that really speaks volumes to me. And like I said, that really is what inspires me and makes me look up to someone because I don't think there should be this expectation that no one is going to fail, that no one is going to make a mistake. I talk about this a lot in my YouTube videos and especially when I'm talking about my own books, the characters make mistakes. They screw up. They're not good people. They say the wrong things. They don't react the right way. They break other people's hearts. But that's what real life is. I wouldn't want to read a book about a completely perfect person who does no wrong, who has no issues in life. Everything is just fine and dandy. That is not real life. Real life is messy and it's hard and we get knocked down and we knock other people down and we have to decide what it is we're going to do when that happens. It's more interesting for me to see people who make a mistake and then what happens next. How do they handle themselves next? I think that says a lot about that person. So I've been finding myself getting really inspired by others who have lost businesses or have had to go through this kind of public scrutiny and still pick themselves back up and dust themselves off and say, okay, I'm going to try again. And it makes me flash back to losing Marching Inc. And my, my initial thoughts were, I'm not going to do that again. I can't go through that again. I don't want that to happen again. And as I think about that, I realize that I'm continually holding myself back because of some of those fears. Even something as simple as creating a retail page on my website. This is something that I was working on even before I published my eighth book, which came out November 22nd. I hired someone to put together a retail page on my website for me. So people could check out with my books. They could bundle books and get these different discounts all this great stuff. There was going to be a shipping process set up and it was just going to be great and easy for me to use and hopefully sell you know, signed paperback copies of my books. It was going to be wonderful. But as we were going through the list of questions that she had for me, one of them was, uh, are you going to tax the books? And if so, what is the tax rate going to be? And I'm like, oh, I I don't know. I, I don't know what to do. I guess, yeah, you probably have to tax books, right? If you're selling something, you probably need to tax them. But I don't know how that is with my taxes at the end of the year. I don't know what to do. I said, hold on. I'll have to ask my tax person. And I have just finally, within the past couple months here, found a new accountant and we're very slowly building a relationship and he's going through our past returns and still finding mistakes on there and still trying to correct them for me. And I feel like he's doing a lot for me right now that I felt really bad to be like, oh, and hey, by the way, can you help me with this book question? And what do I tax? And how does that work? I don't know what to do. So I, so that got put on hold because I'm not exactly sure what to do. So before that retail page goes up and it's like this professional thing, 
I just have a little PayPal button on my website and you can order my book. Instead of being able to elevate myself and potentially sell more books, I'm scared because I don't want to mess up and I don't want to make a mistake tax-wise. So instead, I'm just keeping that little PayPal button there before I make this retail page. There's been a lot that I've wanted to do with focusing on charity work, um, getting, you know, I'm interested in, in nonprofits and uh, I'm interested in scholarship funds, um, creating a scholarship fund. This is something I've talked about at length on my YouTube channel. But once again, I get stuck on the whole tax part of it. And how is it going to look on my tax return? And how am I going to explain this to an accountant? And what if it doesn't work? And what if we have the IRS coming after us again? I'm continuing to let that one thing hold me back. It's just wild to me. And I feel so honestly embarrassed to be saying this out loud because I'm someone who I try so hard to tell other people that they can do whatever it is that they want to do, you know, just work hard and and chase those dreams and don't give up and you can do it. And I almost feel like a fraud because there's all of these things that I want to do, but I'm too scared. So I'm not doing them. There's more businesses that I would love to create there, I, I would I would love to be able to bring on an employee to work for me. It's still one of my dreams to have my own company, to be able to employ people, to be able to give others health benefits, a steady paycheck. That is a dream of mine. But I'm holding myself back because of those fears of failures. I actually, <laughs> I actually have tears in my eyes as I say this. There's so much that I want to do and there's so much that I want to accomplish and I can't let one part of my life continue to hold me back. As I speak these words, even though, yes, I have tears in my eyes, I almost feel stronger saying them. I'm trying to inspire myself. I'm not just trying to inspire any of you who are listening and maybe you've gone through a hard time and you've been knocked down and it's been hard for you to get up. I'm actually trying to inspire myself right now and to instill some confidence in me that I think I lost going through everything. (laughs) I'm trying to get some of that back. I'm trying to take inspiration from others that I see put themselves online and put their failures out there and put their mistakes out there, but then come back stronger and better than ever. I'm trying to take inspiration from them to remind myself that I can do whatever it is I want to do. I just have to work hard and chase my passions, but I can do it. I am the only one standing in my way. You might be the only one standing in your way. And of course, there might be other things standing in your way. I understand that. I understand all of our lives are different. All of our journeys are different. Everything going on behind the scenes is different for everybody. But if it really boils down to the biggest roadblock, the biggest hurdle that you're looking at right now is yourself, you got to do something about that. And that's really why I wanted to make a part two of last week's episode because I got so many kind messages from so many of you, so many of you saying that I wasn't a failure, 
It was beyond my control. And I was so grateful for your support. I was so touched to read those messages. And it really is why I wanted to come back with a part two and go a little bit more in depth into the aftermath of that situation. Because last week was kind of the buildup of starting the company and how everything ran and then with the IRS setting. But this part two, I wanted to do the aftermath and what came next and how it really affected me and how it really shook me and how that hindered me in the business sense. And how it's held me back from doing so many things that I want to do. So I wanted to explain that. And again, I wanted to try to find that inspiration for myself. I really hope that this helps some of you. I really hope if you're listening, no matter what it is that you want to do or achieve, I hope listening to this gives you some sort of inspiration or re-motivates you or just encourages you to give it a try because that is what I'm going to do. I've been building my list for 2020, all of my goals and everything that I need to do to accomplish them. And I'm really looking forward to the new year. We only have a few weeks left of 2019 and I'm ready. I am ready to make 2020 my year. 2018, super challenging for me. Went through a lot on the personal scale. It kind of corresponded into my professional scale. 2019, I felt like I was trying to still get my feet back under me. We had a move thrown in there, which was uh, pretty challenging at the time. But 2020, I'm ready to be my best self. I'm ready to stop hiding behind excuses and fear. And I'm ready to go out there and achieve what it is that I want to achieve. I will be 33 years old in 2020. My birthday is in March. There is still so much that I want to do. There's so much that I thought I would have done by this time, especially for how many years I've been working on these different goals of mine. I mean, a few years ago, I would have imagined that I would have a full-scale publishing company at this point with so many authors and so many books and actual employees. And I, I had visions of myself coming into work every day with a pencil skirt and a nice blouse on and carrying my briefcase and setting up my laptop and getting to work. And even though that has shifted and even though that's not what my dreams look like as much these days, I still have so many goals for me and so many things that I am ready to pursue with a passion and pursue with a determination that I think that I've been missing for a while because I was letting that fear of failure get to me. So I really wanted to do this podcast for myself especially, but I hope that some of you were able to take something away from this. I, of course, would love to get your feedback. Um, that means so much to me when I get your messages in. I always have my social links in the show notes if you want to reach out to me via a YouTube comment or on my Instagram or my Twitter. I will always have those down there and I'm very active on all three platforms. I love chatting with you. I love hearing about listeners who are listening to the podcast and you really feel something from one of my episodes. This really does mean so much to me. So I would definitely love to get your feedback and have some conversations with you 
And I hope that this one helped you. I think that it's going to help me a lot. I feel like it's going to re-energize me and re-motivate me. And again, we're only a few weeks away from the new year. I know it, it always is that saying of like new year, new me, and we have all of these big ideas and big goals at the beginning of the year. But I am ready to make 2020 the best year. I am ready to just go after it full force and not have that fear. And I'm so excited because it just means that there are so many possibilities out there. And I'm ready to go for them. And I hope that you are too. So that is going to wrap it up for this week's episode. We just have a couple left in season one. Season one is going to be 12 episodes long, and then I'll take a short break and come back with season two, which I'm planning to be double the amount of episodes, so 24 in season two, which I'm really looking forward to. I have some more guests on the schedule. I'll be doing some more interviews on the podcast, which I look forward to. A new episode does go live every Thursday morning. Uh, Other than that, though, you can check me on any of my other social platforms, and those links are always in the show notes. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to putting out more of these. I'm having so much fun with the podcast. Thank you so much to all of the listeners and everyone who has rated the Start Inspired podcast or given a review. That means so much or shared it. Thank you so much. I I truly do appreciate it. I've been having so much fun with this and I'm looking forward to filming a lot more episodes and and having some amazing guests on too. So thank you so much for listening. I really hope that you enjoyed this chat. I had a lot of fun making this and until next time. Bye.